after America's birthday and we're back at it with another episode of what is your part documentary part roundtable podcast with a sprinkling of competition I'm your host Ellie Main and joining me every week I have my great good friend Chelsea Harfouche and today we have a Colton back with us hey it's me hey. welcome well how's it going <laughs> just the Look. saddest little silence <laughs> Like Sorry, we're all I, doing I, really well. Well, I, I had a moment of silence because I just panicked and realized I had all day today and still haven't come up with a title for my topic. Uh-oh. So I'm, I'm slapping oh, that, that together is hard. right quick. That's um, difficult. <laughs> the day that we're recording this is the day after America's birthday. And, I mean, Chelsea and I certainly had a time yesterday. What is it? We tied one on? What? Isn't that a phrase? Like, you tie one on? I don't know. Is that a phrase? What is, I, mean, I, thought, I thought that was a British thing, and I might be wrong. Taiwan on. I'm looking it up now. It says to become intoxicated, and it it is slang from the mid 1900s. So not (laughs) quite, not quite British. (laughs) Yeah, not quite British. Actually, just old. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we really tied one on. Really tied one on. I had a short midday nap situation that was both not and also yes was my idea, but I came back from it. I was really proud of myself. I arrived and I was like, Miles, where's Ellie? And he was like, so she's she's in the room. She's having like a little bit of a just a siesta, you know, like a little bit of like a siesta, <laughs> just America's nap. Yeah, um, but it- America's nap. <laughs> but it was very fun. We all dressed like 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 dads, and my shirt said, "Sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of my freedom." And I was particularly proud of that one. I yeah, it's great. It's great. A, it's really funny. It's actually um, you know one of my shortlist concepts for your tattoo. <laughs> so oh, I'm so glad you got the shirt so oh. that you could kind of get in the zone good 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 rock flag and eagle rock flag and eagle it's that Um, and pickle rick oh Uh, crikey No, not Pickle Rick. And uh, and then or just one that with like the TARDIS and it says the doctor was always a woman. Oh god. Because one of my favorite fun facts about Ellie is that she doesn't like the woman doctor. I don't. I don't. Uh, you told don't. you told me you didn't once, and I've right, just yeah. really internalized it. <laughs> really rolled with it, <laughs> and I've really rolled with it, and then I've brought it back now, years later. <laughs> Thank you. You're oh my welcome. God, oh my god. Yes. Come. How did you celebrate America's birthday? What 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 did I celebrate America's birthday? How did you celebrate? <laughs> oh, oh, how did I celebrate America's birthday? Yeah. Uh, I had a thrilling, action-packed Fourth of July in which I went to laundromat and oh. uh, did laundry. Hell yeah. Came home, hung out with my cat, watched uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Great and, choice. Uh, Great film. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was a lot of fun. And then uh, I watched uh, Young Sherlock Holmes as fireworks are going off, and that movie boring as piss. Yeah, that's oh, a bad movie. That movie used to scare me really bad as a child because it had that whole thing where they like spoiler for young Sherlock Holmes <laughs> pour like hot oil on like a woman. No. Oh yeah, except it looked more like pea soup. Um, oh. It was just like some. But it was real still just really soup. disturbing. Yeah, there, no there was definitely some like disturbing scenes. There was like some crazy hallucination scenes and stuff. There, there was some fucked up stuffy. Yeah. <laughs> so Colton, today you are playing for Team Wildcard, Chelsea's team. Ooh. Yeah, because last Lovely. time you played mine, and we have we want we like to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Balance you did such an field. incredible job for Ellie. I was like, "Get me Colton clam hands. Give me some of that." I called somebody. I got. I was like, "Get somebody on the phone. Get me Colton clam hands." We've and got I Cincinnati. slammed the phone We've down. Got Ohio. Yeah, I want pictures of clam hands. Yeah, God I want. Damn it! I want clam hands on my desk by oh eleven hundred. Which is how you say that. Uh huh. Zero eleven hundred. Yeah, zero eleven hundred. Get me clam hands. Colton, in honor of you, I do have five fast, fun Florida facts. Oh, oh. my God, yes. Because you're a Florida boy deep I down. Right? Yeah, I, I was, am. In honesty, I was looking for a Florida topic and um, it, I just, I, it, it didn't happen that way. So then I wanted to do five fun, fast Florida facts for you. I mean, that's fair because like Florida's never in the news. So <laughs> yeah, no. it was almost I, like that. I was overwhelmed by choice. 
<laughs> I, I, you know, I really love my home state of Florida, and it's a, it's a place. You know, I feel like on the the ranking of the fifty United States of America, I think Florida's uh-huh. probably mentioned the least. You know, it's down oh, there with, sure. it's down there with like Delaware and Rhode Island. You know, right? So yeah, it loved, has no I mean, reputation. Absolutely no. not. Yeah, and there's so much rich, rich history in Florida. So I'm really looking <laughs> forward to these, uh, these, these five fun facts. Right. Well, here we go. Number one, the Florida Everglades are the only place on the planet where crocodiles and alligators hang out and live together. Aww. Yeah, there's just a little... In harmony. Yeah, in harmony for sure, definitely. Number two, Florida's largest river, the St. John's River, is one of only a few major rivers that flow from south to north. That's true, that's true. I I lived right on the St. John's River growing up. Oh, That's spooky. That's (laughs) dark-sided. That's some witchy water. (laughs) But I say, I find that to be absolutely dark-sided. But as a swamp witcher, I am intrigued. Yeah. (laughs) Number three, Florida is home to the world's most dangerous tree. Did you know about this tree, Colton? I absolutely did not. I have no idea what you're about to say. A dangerous tree? (laughs) Yes. The manchineal tree is one of the few trees humans have to worry about because the sap is poisonous and super acidic, and even a very quick or slight touch can cause extremely painful blisters. And if you get the sap in your eyes, then you will go blind. Holy Then you will go blind. Like, there's no recourse? Uh, no, I mean, it's not it's a bad. one. Not a single yeah. one. Jeez. Um, so watch out for that spooky little tree when you next go yeah. home. <laughs> and don't eat it, because you will die. <laughs> yeah. No matter how much you want to. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how you know, you're like, mm, what a spicy little tree. <laughs> Just don't. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> Some spicy sap. Mm-hmm. Number four, Native Americans lived in Florida for 12,000 years before the Europeans came. Don't let anyone tell you different. Um, it's, it's true. And then it's yeah. And then my favorite number five: oral sex is illegal in the state of Florida. Hell yeah! And Even it should be everywhere else. Straighties and samesies. Wow, that's crazy. But I wait, did I just hear why. you say Colton? Colton, did I hear you say uh, you're anti-oral sex? Yes, because uh, because uh, listen, these, these <laughs> lips are just for for praising the Lord and nothing else. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put them near any any sort of nastiness. Just for praising the Lord. God Look, gave us I mean, lips for one reason. <laughs> he's got a point because, as they say in the iconic, not even movie film, forgetting Sarah oh. Marshall. Uh, Why would God put an amusement park next to a sewage system? I'm not putting my mouth down there. I'm not doing that. I had to think. I'm. I had to think about that quote for a second. I was like, an amusement park. Oh. But you know, in Florida, we you know we build all of our amusement parks. You know, with like next to the sewage system. Sure, I mean, Florida's kind of nasty. Yeah, you do build amusement parks next to swamps. Colton. So, <laughs> Chelsea. Col- Col- Squeak Colton. Squeakwell. What is your very favorite thing about Florida? My very favorite thing about Florida, um, you know, it's uh, I miss you know because I'm I got I'm in living that California life now, and I tell you what, I miss big trees with hanging. Spanish moss. Um, <laughs> you know, there's just something sort of like uh, you miss a Floridian tree. Yeah, I miss a Floridian tree, but not the scary Floridian tree. See, now, now suddenly I'm afraid to go back home. I don't know if I can trust the usual trees I love. Oh, I know. Well, just don't you... touch them, Colton. It's not that hard. Because well... you get a bad little spicy one. Yeah, I guess a spicy tree is uh, could be out there to get me, but uh, but yeah, yeah no, time. I mean, I I love the I love the you know the the the, the flora, Florida, flora, the flora, the fauna, the Florida. Yeah, <laughs> you love to sing, huh? What's that? Um, I have. I know you had your five fun fast facts, and they were quite fun and quite fast, actually. Congratulations, because we usually fuck up the fast part of that. It's true. But I have a fact bang. <gasps> bang it, please, Whoa. immediately. I mean, and it's it's topical okay. because you know if you're like me, you might have had a little bit of oh. God. Oh my God. What? There's like a whole ass wasp in this room. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Holy shit. Celia, the wasp is in here. The wasp is in here. He came in. Old man wasp. Old man wasp. Okay, so what you guys need to know is that there's there's a wasp nest on the front door. Yes. And we keep saying, Connor, will you do something with this wasp nest? You're technically our landlord. And he's like, someday. And I'm like, but it's a wasp nest on the door. So every time you open the door, you are in danger. And then his response,
response, and it is incredible, is only one wasp lives there. And I'm like, I don't know how you feel so confident that there's only old one wasp. wasp. Well, it's because Connor... Like, yeah, so she's like, old man wasp living in this, like, wasp nest. <laughs> like, wasps are not known to be, like, solitary hunters. They're not xenomorphs. Like... <laughs> yeah, but Connor wrote up the lease contract for that wasp. Yeah, and so he's just like, no, no, I told him if he was going to move in, there could only be one. So anyway, <laughs> old man wasp is now in our den while I'm recording, and I've lost him, and this is terrible. Oh, no. I'm going to try to persevere, but I might I'm scream again. So just brave. prepare for that. <laughs> you brave woman. <laughs> brave. I don't know what to do. What's your uh, fact okay. bang? Distract yourself. Fact bang. I'm going to fact <laughs> myself. So I, I think he, Celia, I think he might be in the curtain. You look really cute, by the way. Anyway. Okay, so fact bang. So if you're like me, you might have a complicated relationship with the 4th of July. 4th of July is in summer. It's really fun. You eat a lot of food. You party. My birthday is also in July. B2 Dubs next episode. I think it's going to be a birthday episode. Oh my uh, god. So it almost it always kind of felt like, you know, firework. I mean, it was like it's part of my birthday month, right? Like it's for but, you. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of like for me if you think about it. For sure. But yeah. on the other hand, America it, it turns out a bunch of people are just now learning <laughs> over the past year <laughs> has done a bunch of shitty stuff and has a lot of problems. And so <laughs> that doesn't sound was, right. Uh, not my America. Right. Not your America. I know. It's really new information to some of us and then a tale as old as time to others. And so you might be having like a, oh, I really want to celebrate 4th of July, but I also don't want, let's be real. I want to celebrate 4th of July. I don't want people online to think that I'm um, spooky. Yeah. Which is what it, everything comes down to because we live in a panopticon and everything we do is now inextricably linked with uh, how people will perceive it like external to us, which is the nightmare that we all live in. So uh-huh. all that is to say, if you were maybe thinking about some of those things yesterday while doing a J shot, like I was, I found out that the 4th of July is also the anniversary of when Tina Turner finally escaped <laughs> Ike Turner, her horrible, abusive husband who controlled her entire career and forced her to perform, forced her to sing a certain way, chose the song she sang, and still, after all oh, that, beans. beat the shit out of her all the time. And on July July 4th, 1976, 200 years after the Declaration of Independence was signed, <laughs> she ran down a highway and uh, <gasps> escaped his clutches forever and never went back in Dallas, oh. right, right up the road. So and, you could consider uh, July 4th to be the independence of Tina Turner. Exactly. If you don't necessarily <laughs> want to celebrate America's independence, you can celebrate Tina Turner Independence Day on July 4th. I do love that. That is, that's, that's very that's Good. Yeah, get fucked, Ike Turner. <laughs> Colton, have we stalled long enough for you to come up with a title for your topic? Oh, oh yes, I came up with a title, but I also came up with a sweet little question for Chelsea based on the fact that she just presented. Oh my god. Now, when you say panopticon, uh-huh. is that a word I should know or is that like panini, <laughs> one of your cute words for pandemic? Oh, <laughs> Uh, no, panopticon is a real word, and it means, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, I, you've called me on it. I, it's one of those words where I know what it means, but I don't know if I can, it's like uh, surveillance. It's like, if you live in a panopticon, it means that you're being watched all the time. It's the little thing in the middle of the jail that they pull down in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, like that's a panopticon. Oh, uh, oh, the thing so that So like, was you like... think about it, pan, all, opti, uh-huh. seeing, con, place. And that's just etymology, folks. Okay. People talk about the panopticon in terms of like a digital age where everything that you do is being observed by everyone all the time. And the hilarious thing is that people used to think a panopticon was going to be like a police state, like a V for Vendetta. And it is kind of, but we've actually created our own panopticon where we all watch each other and are beholden to each other's we games did it at ourselves. all times. We did it ourselves. Uh, that's horrifying. Yeah, that's spooky. Yeah. Anyway. Well then, Colton, what is the title? of your topic the title of my topic today is <laughs> brood 3300 brood yes brood, brood. 3330 uh 3301 oh brood 3301 is this about a science experiment um 
Brim? No. Brood. No? Okay. <laughs> um, no. Is it like, yeah, is it brood in the sense of um, like a batch of something? Yeah, but yes, say like a bunch of children? Sense, yes, as in the sense of a batch, yes. Uh-huh. Of children. Uh, no? well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess everything that's born is 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 a child at that point, I guess. Whoa, wow, you had okay, first, people. okay, okay. <laughs> Let's just all s- slow down for a fucking second. Well, this is Colton Clamhands we're talking about, so this has got to be something to do with movies. Yeah, this is Clam. Mm. Yes? Is no? it what you think movies are going to be like in 3001? Is it movies? Uh, it is not. No, it is not movies, although I have a little movie sort of, sort of a tie-in. Uh, tie-in, yes. It better mm. be the Titanic. Um, I, I wish. You know I was, the rules. You know I was the looking, rules. I was looking for a way to work Titanic into this, and I, and I couldn't quite crack code. Um, brood. 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 Like bugs? Is it something to do with, like, bugs? Eh, it's a little something to do with bugs. Oh, no. Oh. I'm going to go ahead and guess it's not about panopticons. <laughs> um, actually, it's really funny that you used that word and explained that to me, because what you explained actually can tie into what I'm talking about. <laughs> Holy oh. guacamole. What? I don't understand. Okay. Um, I'm Yeah, I'm so in the weeds with this one, Colton. Brood. Is it like a cult? Bugs and movies and panopticons. I mean, it's kind of a cult, Oh too. my God, Colton. You have got to be more specific about at least one thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, some people view it as a cult. Okay. All right. Okay. Is okay. it about religion? No. Is it about the internet? Yes, it is definitely about the <laughs> okay. internet. Okay. Is it about, like, is there... Is it about how eventually there might just be too many websites? <laughs> oh, we're there. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so this, wait, I'm wait. sorry. Is this a cicada thing? This is the the, the cicada code thing. <gasps> I don't know what that is. So I'm very excited. That's literally all I know about it. Is this a cicada code thing online? I think Miles was talking to me about it once, and I stopped listened. listening. I sure listened. <laughs> Look, boys talk a lot. They do. Okay, oh, guys. Now Mamba is trying to get the wasp, and I'm very concerned. Uh, and I'm going to ask Connor to come in here and and do something. Okay. I mean, look, this is his, literally. I've asked him so many times to get rid of this wasp nest. Do it. Oh my god. Okay, I'm so excited. I'm so, so while we're excited. while we're on this cute little pause, um, actually today oh. April Swartz she posted this thing on her Instagram today that had me howling. It's a website called girl car girl stuck or something like that but it's like this entire (laughs) super super niche fetish regarding or like revolving around women and their cars just getting stuck like in the snow or in sand they're not nude they don't get naked but they're just like oh my god my car is stuck um (laughs) and people pay big bucks to watch these videos no yeah that's insane they sell dvds on their website i might buy a few not just one a couple a good couple (laughs) i mean i gotta see the variety they got you know i mean this car is stuck in the snow this one's stuck in the (laughs) desert this can you, drop, got, can you drop this, this got link two in women the in it. Yes, two let me, women. Let me find it women. again. Double the women. What was this thing called? Chelsea, please do not get live stung on this podcast. <laughs> Carstuckgirls.com. No. No, they're just stuck. Just what is stuck. this? It won a Webby Award in 2004. What For won a Webby what? Award? Check the check the link I just posted in the Discord. No, I, oh, I'm looking at it. Mamba or Mamba. Connor is doing is, war. Is it porn? I mean, surely there's a. It's got to be sexual in some nature, like not necessarily like you know traditionally sexual, but to someone. <laughs> so oh, yeah, Connor's currently doing battle with the wasp with a broom, uh, and I have moved to another room. Perfect. This is definitely pornography. It's yeah. like those videos of the girls that like make the really messy like taco nacho thing on the counter, uh, and everyone's yeah, like, yeah. "This is sexual for someone." Like, Definitely. I am. I'm, I'm yeah. really enjoying the names of the particular videos, though. Like that's really. <laughs> good the youtube really bad day i love some of these um these these descriptions like simone wants to take pictures for her social media smiley emoticon yes best of stuff of cast up girls 2005 i mean these are not cheap either that's like 50 euro anyway yeah you can't get so sidetracked let me tell you about the title of my topic Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited also because I know for a fact that we are all interested in this thing and we'll get great delight from this topic. And it is called Morgana's Cursed Ship. Okay, Morgana's so Morgana's Cursed Ship. 
Something related to King Arthur, like Arthurian legend, I'm guessing. Yeah, like Madonna Le Fay or whatever. In a way. In a way. Oh, don't start calling a Colton now. We can't have two of these. Uh, no, it is okay. It's not about like any legend of King Arthur necessarily in itself. I see. But there's a ship. There is a ship. Like Not unlike the Titanic. Not unlike <laughs> the great Titanic. It's not about not the Titanic. Not unlike the Titanic is, was a ship. Is this yeah, about... a cursed ship, maybe. Is this Potential. about Blackbeard's sunken ship off the coast of North Carolina? It is not about blackbeard's ship but you're on the rare you're on the right path <laughs> we should find that ship for your life vacation <laughs> oh my gosh vacation idea just the Road three trip. of us <laughs> yeah oh my god remember that cruise we talked about so long ago let's, let's uh, cruise and oh it's still ship. on the it's still like on like it's still possible it's still out there as a possibility <laughs> just so um, you know colton oh, but I'm, yes I'm no glad. colton you're definitely getting warm with blackbeard's ship there so i'm, th- I'm thinking pirates is the is the general direction i should head mm-hmm. in a pirate, a pirate, a pirate says, Arr! <laughs> what? Uh, it's a song by the Backyardigans. You wouldn't oh, get it. Perfect. You're old. Okay, oh my well, goodness. wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chelsea grew up on the Backyardigans. Are you guys done guessing or what? I am I, going to I mean, guess. I don't know how to get any closer than like it's a ship that's potentially cursed and it's not Arthurian, but Morgana's going to come into it somehow. Right. Maybe my, that's the name of the ship. My, my guess is that Morgana's the captain of the ship. It's about a female pirate. Whoa. <laughs> lady pirate, I'm, lady pirate, uh, ladies. It's, it's not about a lady pirate. Ugh, but there damn. is a lady in the story. Oh, <laughs> well, good. I would say then we're fifty percent of the way to your what topic passing the Bechtel test. <laughs> Perfect, perfection, Patricia. Yeah, all right, I'll crack on, shall I? Morgana's cursed ship. I'm excited. Okay, so this is a ship that has supposedly, allegedly been seen many, many times. And one of the most famous encounters was made on the July, the July 11th, sure, 1881 by Prince George of Wales, who would then become King George V, and his brother, Prince Albert Victor of Wales. They were sailing their HMS Bacante off the coast of Australia. And this is an excerpt from Prince George's log. And this is going to set the scene for us. All right. Okay. July 11th at 4 a.m., the Flying Dutchman crossed our bows. Oh, shit. A strange red light as of a phantom ship all aglow, in the midst of which lights the mast, spars, and sails of a brig 2,000 yards distant stood out in strong relief as she came up upon the port bow. There also the officer of the watch from the bridge clearly saw her, as did the quarter-deck midshipman, who was sent forward at once to the forecastle. But on arriving, there was no vestige nor any sign whatever of any material ship was to be seen either near or right away to the horizon, the night being clear and the sea calm. Thirteen persons altogether saw her. At 10.45am, the ordinary seaman who had this morning reported the Flying Dutchman fell from the foretop mast cross trees onto the top gallant forecastle and was smashed to atoms. Oh yeah, to atoms. So, uh, Quite the auspicious at- start. Two atoms. That's fucked. Among nautical myths and legends, few are as famous as the Flying Dutchman, and many people have claimed to see the ghostly vessel of Captain Hendrik van der Decken, the Dutchman himself, since mm-hmm. it sank in 1641. So I didn't van know that Decken. this was like <laughs> van der Decken. I didn't mm-hmm. know this was a real ship, and I started looking into it, and it is kind of an amazing legend and a great story, and we all love a gauss ship and pirates it's true oh yeah we do could, <laughs> oh, could, could yeah. you could you refresh me on one detail of your story thus far um did you did you specify the year i'm curious about the time frame that uh he's just curious the the flying dutchman in the real one sank in 1641 mm-hmm. and this encounter the encounter that prince george of wales saw was on uh, july 11th 1881 Copy so that, that is a lot wow. later actually that is a lot later in fact colton i don't um, know if you put that together it's actually like <laughs> over a hundred years later well it's- i mean like you know if it was like a year later it was like oh maybe i'd maybe those rumors weren't but like two it's like i don't know this ship shouldn't be out here you guys something messed yeah, up here it really shouldn't <laughs> like when was the last time it was dry docked and inspected you know the flying dutchman well you can't yeah. it can't be docked it, ca- it can't be docked it simply can't be docked well so if anyone is unfamiliar with the legend of the flying dutchman it is said that captain hendrik van der decken because of his brash attitude in the face of god's stormy wrath 
Okay. He and his crew are said to be cursed to sail the high seas until doomsday. There are slightly different versions of this legend and story, and Mm -hmm. I've picked out my favorites to tell you. As you should. So the first version of the legend was as a story was printed in Blackwood's Edinburgh magazine in 1821. So uh, 60 years before Prince George of Wales saw it. Mm -hmm. And the scene is the Cape of Good Hope. And the story introduces this guy, Captain Hendrik van der Decken, and the motifs of letters addressed to people long dead being offered to other ships for delivery. But if accepted, will bring misfortune. And the captain having sworn to round the Cape of Good Hope, though it should take until the day of judgment, that is like that was sort of the first recorded idea of this of this story but the flying dutchman itself was actually not mentioned in that very short little excerpt but here is sort of what is agreed upon as being the main story of the flying dutchman so she was an amsterdam vessel and sailed from port one day and her <laughs> master's name was captain van der decken he was a staunch seaman and would have his own way in spite of the devil for all that never a sailor under him had reason to complain rounding the cape of good hope they were trying to weather the table bay which is this particularly very difficult part of the cape of good hope which we would have learned from uh, the the topic that my dad did Mm -hmm. but the wind headed them and went against them more and more and more and while his crew were like hey maybe let's turn away he walked the deck and swore at the wind (laughs) which is like okay cool badass yeah Yeah, that guy that guy fucking rocks dude he's got all his marbles set straight so this is like very much in the dutch east india trading company and all that you know like port royal all that proper pirate legendy time and he had made this proper pirate he had made this perilous journey from holland to the far east indies to buy lucrative things like spices and silks and dyes and things that can captains would go and get and there had been like several close calls on the journey already before they even arrived in the far east indies they got there they purchased as much as the hull could hold and having made the necessary repairs they set back out for amsterdam and then as they were rounding the Cape of Good Hope, they were rounding this part of the coast of Africa, Captain van der Decken thought of how convenient it would be if his employers, the Dutch India East Trading Company, made a settlement near the Cape of Good Hope that could save as a respite for when people need to navigate this particularly like dangerous part of the sea. And oh, like a little B&B? Yeah, let me be it. Like a little hotel. Why not? That's, like a, that's, that rules. Yeah, that's what he was thinking about. And so that's why he starts heading that direction. And when this terrible gale springs up, threatening to capsize the ship and drown everybody, and the sailors, supposedly, allegedly, they say, hey, mate, let's turn this around. This is crazy. You're mad. You're drunk. But for whatever reason, Captain van der Decken was like, no, press on. I'm going to scream and shout at the wind. And he was a good man. What he screamed at the wind was the challenge to God. He swore a, a blasphemous oath. And then because of that, the crew were like, that's really not on, mate. So they, they decided to <laughs> mutiny. And without hesitation, Captain van der Decken killed the guy whose whose idea it was to mutiny and threw his body into the sea. And the moment into this the guy's sea. body hit the water, a voice spoke to the captain and asked him if he did not mean to go into the bay that night. And he replied, may I be eternally damned if I do, though I should beat about here till the day of judgment. That is apparently, oh. <laughs> yeah. And so then Seems the like voice- a bonkers thing to say. <laughs> and the voice said back to him, as a result of your actions, you are condemned to sail the oceans for eternity with a ghostly crew of dead men, bringing death to all who sight your spectral ship and to never make port or know a moment's peace. Furthermore, um, wow. gal shall be your drink and red hot iron your meat. And apparently Captain Van der Decken just replied, amen to that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> God, this um, guy's so cool. No one's ever been bad. cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another part of, of this myth or legend was that there was a couple on board and Captain Van der Decken took a real liking to the woman and murdered her fiancé, which is like what brought about all this doom and the gale in the first place. I see. A slightly different story is that the entire crew of the ship caught a terrible disease and so no port would agree to give them any shelter. And as a result, the ghostly ship with all its crew members still drifts upon the waters and tries to frighten sailors and lure them off course. You know, I'm not hearing any details about uh, squiddy tentacle faces, though. No, I mean, you know what? There wasn't that much to be found about squiddy tentacle faces and the Scottish octopus man, Bill Nye. (laughs) I love Bill Nye. What a treasure. Amazing man. A strange man, yes. Okay, well. Ever since then, ever since this story, ever since the ship itself sank, Captain Van Der Decken has been given the moniker The Flying Dutchman, sailing his ghost ship all over the world. 
world. And like many people have claimed to have seen it and that this, this ship has led them astray or caused them to crash on hidden rocks or hidden reefs. They say that if you look into a fierce storm brewing off the Cape of Good Hope, you will see the captain and his skeletal crew. But anyone who catches sight of the Dutchman will certainly die a gruesome death. So you don't you don't want to go trying to look for it. Gruesome. Gruesome indeed. And oh there, my God. It, but there is a way that the curse could potentially be um, removed. Oh my God, tell me immediately. So once every seven years, okay. he is a, the Flying Dutchman is allowed to make port and the captain has to go and find a woman who will agree to be his wife. <laughs> and she <clears throat> will know a magic word and then that will set the ship and all of its sailors free from their salty purgatory, apparently. So like for a dollar name a woman? Pretty much. For a dollar name a woman, would you like to marry this Captain Ghost skeleton? He's a billion years old and he's a real asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes it. Nobody wants this. But Especially uh, the sea. <laughs> especially the sea. It's like an oceanic Beauty and the Beast, though. Oh, a little. Well, kind that of, presupposes like that he's supposed to be learning a lesson from all this. I suppose. You know what? If you scream at God, if you curse at the wind, then you just simply have to find a woman. Yeah, you gotta find a woman to set you straight. <laughs> set, set you free. Um, so, but the legend of the Flying Dutchman gained widespread popularity with Wagner's 1843 opera. Which I didn't know <gasps> Hell they had, yeah, that well, asshole. <laughs> yeah, he had a whole opera about it. The reason the legend has endured so long has been this subject of the, so many retellings and so many supposed sightings of the ghost ship. So now, obviously now it's sort of like a, not a household thing, but like, you know, obviously it shows up in the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a SpongeBob SquarePants character. There's a whole like Scooby-Doo episode about it. It's a very like quintessential pirate ghost story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hondo P. Hondo P. And, and I think a lot of that goes to the very famous encounter, supposedly, by Prince George of Wales. The fact that this prince, who was then going to become King George V, you know, reported that 13 people saw this ship and then something really awful happened. Someone was smashed to atoms. Someone got smashed? Another guy who who supposedly saw the Flying Dutchman described the phenomenon in his unfinished final book, Master Mariner. This was an author called Nicholas Montserrat who apparently just really only wrote books about the sea. <laughs> and and he, so he reported that he'd seen uh, the Dutchman. But this is where Morgana comes in. I was wondering. <laughs> so scientists insist that the Dutchman's ship is nothing more than a Fata Morgana, which is essentially <gasps> a mirage, a mirage, a refraction of light off the ocean waters that has been named any kind of mirage that is like this, that is, you know, the shimmery image that you sometimes might see over hot asphalt. You are experiencing the sorceress Morgan Le Fay or Morgana's illusion. It's named after her because she would create mirages of ghostly castles and islands to lure sailors to their demise in the Arthurian legends, which Mm -hmm. is how this particular optical illusion has become known as Morgana's illusion. Nice. The argument is that because of how light works over the sea, that you sort of appear these sort of moving apparitions and that some people might think, oh, that must be a ghost ship. And the reason that they go, something awful happens or uh, they go mental is because of psychosomatic trauma resulting from people being unable to explain what they had seen. But the scientists' description of this really doesn't account for the sheer amount of sightings and, and specifically sightings like that of Prince George of Wales, where over 10 people purport to have seen up close a ghostly ship of the dead. And as we've we've talked about a couple of times, other than in situations of mass hysteria, shared hallucinations don't really happen. Right. But and then to that scientists are like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, science can be a liar sometimes. Yeah, science can be a liar. Absolutely. That's just a little it's a little quick topic, but that is uh that's that's everything there is to be found out about the flying Dutchman. I mean, I think it was like wow. oops right length. <laughs> oops just right. Yeah, I think it was oops just right, personally. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, seeing as was as uh we're about to jump back into Sea of Thieves together later tonight, I thought that I would oh, set I'm so the scene. fucking excited. Yeah. That's so appropriate. I had no idea the flying Dutchman was a real ship. You really really blew Me my mind neither. with that one. Yeah. I really thought it was from like a book. Yeah, like a, a mobile 
Moby Dick sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Like Bluebeard or somebody, you know, Beard and Red Beard, Yellow Yellow Beard, beard. (laughs) Black Beard, any of those beards. Rainbow Beard. The gay pirates I talked about in a topic a while back. Like, it could have been any of those. They were Mate Mate Lots. Mate Latage. Mate Latage. Mate Latage. Yes, and beware if you ever stare out into a stormy, stormy sea and see the Flying Dutchman, um, a gruesome death is nigh for you. Jeez. Personally, that's all I ever want to do, so thank you for the warning. Oh, you're welcome. I'd love to look out at the sea personally. Yeah. That scares me. Yeah. Uh oh, he's spooked. Vander Vander Decken's out there and he doesn't have a squid face and he's scary. He's going to yeah. And he's coming for you. Because now gonna, you live near the sea. Yeah, he's going to roll up. I'm going to be, I'm going to go home and be on the St. John's River in Florida. He's going to be rolling <laughs> up on it. You're going to be going from south to north. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Colton, I have bad news for you that maybe you haven't realized yet, but you know that like by living in Los Angeles, you're also right next to the ocean. Uh-oh. Yeah, but like there's a whole, I live in, listen, I live in Burbank, all right? There's a whole lot of Burbank? Me. Yeah, I live in Burbank. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, I'm Bad fucking whips. I'm I'm fucking rich. <laughs> oh fuck, man. You go to Universal Studios Hollywood, dude. Oh man, I live right next to that place. Okay. Holy shit, bro. <laughs> I don't That's know crazy. what's happening. I don't either. Sweet little reminder, my title was Rude 3301. Yes. Yeah. No. All right, gang. <laughs> yes. Now, gang, I don't know if you guys knew this, but there are over 3,000 species of cicadas. Holy oh, shit. are That's, there in fact three thousand three hundred and one? Uh, you know, I actually uh thought that 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 number had something to do with that, but it's not true. We don't have an exact count, oh. or at least you but know, it's more than some, three thousand. So it's more than three thousand. Someone has an exact count, but I tell you, the internet won't provide it. Um, Perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Well, cicadas, for anyone who may not know in the audience, they're these like winged tree dwelling insects. They've got these big bug eyes and they're pretty big usually. They're usually like, well, there's a bunch of different ones, but I think the traditional cicada we think of is can be pretty large, can be about the size of of your thumb. Now, I'm Hmm. a I'm a large person and I'm looking at my thumb and my thumb's probably bigger than most thumbs. But it's about (laughs) the size of a they can can be about the size of a good Colton thumb. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) one good Colton thumb. I once held a cicada at a party and I would say that it is bigger than my thumb. It was the one I had. But I have small hands and everybody knows that. I'm like so small and cute. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like petite. But it was bigger than my thumb. Well, yeah, they can be pretty big. And the main thing that they're known for, they're mainly known for their singing, which they produce by basically like flexing their abs of their exoskeleton. When they flex, they like pop in and out and they can do that really fucking fast. Um, and they they do that and it creates the the cicada sound that's become the soundtrack to uh, hot late summer nights in every piece of media ever. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally um, about to say, you mean like outside Atmos? Yeah, yeah. Abs- <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other popular trait that they're known for are their breeding patterns. So uh, here's how it's, here's how cicada breeds. Listen, guys, here's how it works. Tell me. All right. So cicadas, they lay their eggs in tree bark, just sort of like right there on the bark. And when the larvae hatch, they fall from the bark to the ground, and then they proceed to burrow up to eight feet deep. They can Damn. just dig, dig. Yeah, it's pretty fucking wild for a couple of little 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 grubs. That's a long way. That's like a human mile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they'll they'll dig up to eight feet underground, and they'll spend the next years of their life feeding on xylem from plant roots, which is basically basically sort of like a sugary syrups yeah exactly a sugary Delish. syrup that uh yeah exactly yeah, um, they have like a little dessert feast mm-hmm. and they'll do this they'll sit down there and they'll they'll snack on their little sugar feast until they're like you know what i'm an adult now i should really go out <laughs> and you know and like fucking make something in my life yeah maybe um, you should leave home yeah <laughs> so at this point they'll emerge from the ground and most cicadas have a life cycle of like two to five years but the most famous ones are the cicadas that can live underground as larvae and not emerge as adults until sometimes 15 to 17 
years after they're born. Yes, I've heard this. Said so this whole seventeen-year cycle thingy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the majority of the cicadas that live like this are found in North America, and they basically have broken up these cicada and they call them broods. And each brood oh. has a letter Ooh. assigned to it, and we keep track of them. We know these cycles. They'll they'll come up. They'll lay their eggs, and then seventeen years later, that brood will then reemerge. Wild. Yeah, it's pretty pretty nuts. And so they can be reliably tracked. And every year we sort of know which broods are where and where they're going to be coming up. Okay. Now, why do these cicada have such long life cycles compared to other breeds of cicada? Science isn't totally sure. Oh. <laughs> but one of the most popular theories is basically that it's an anti-predator technique. Since they basically <laughs> are... Probably get bored after 17 years. <laughs> yeah, they're not going <laughs> to wait around that long. Exactly. <laughs> Since they found... <gasps> that rules. Oh, yeah, no. Since they sprout up so infrequently, predators can't rely on them as a regular food source. So when they finally do emerge, predators will be like, I mean, what the fuck? I don't know. I'm not even going to fucking bother with that over there. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat this over here. And so that's one of cicadas, several anti-predation techniques. They can also, some of them blend into bark. Some of them know how to play dead. And others still can like soften their song whenever there are predators around so that the louder cicadas around them get picked off. Oh. Which is a little devious. Like, yeah, you know. Sneaky. Fun. It's like that whole like, I don't have to be faster than the bear. I only have to be faster than you. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These various methods that they use to protect themselves, they classify classify cicada as something called cryptics. Oh. Now, what does that mean? So, crypsis is a living creature's anti-predator technique, whether it's camouflage or some sort of olfactory or auditory defense that they employ to keep okay. them safe from other predators. Like uh, a spicy. Exactly. Like, like a, a spicy, spicy tree. tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, crypsis <laughs> is, a, is, of course, a Latin term, which has its roots in the Greek term for hiding. And when so we use Sneaky. words like cryptic all the time it comes you know that the word cryptic comes from that root as well and you know we use that in cryptozoology cryptography cryptocurrency all of these terms oh. are referring to discovering or deciphering something unknown okay which exciting. takes us to the year 2012 this is the year that brood i emerges on the united states east coast okay brood i brood i brood i on january okay. 5th 2012, a post was made to the internet message board 4chan. Oh, everything oh, good, good happens with 4chan. Yeah, every yeah. great yeah, story starts with 4chan. <laughs> Perfect. It was a post that was made that would, God, change lives, write books, spawn a feature film, all sorts of crazy what? shit. And it all started, again, January 5th, 2012, a black and white text image that was posted on 4chan that read, hello, we are looking for highly intelligent individuals, and to find them, we have devised a test. There is a message hidden in this image. Oh my Find God. Find it and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few who will make it all the way through. Good luck. What? Signed 3301. <gasps> Whoa. That, that was it? Pretty spooky, huh? Yeah, that, that was all that was posted. It was a it was a simple, completely black image. Um, it was only like 500 something by 500 something pixels. And there was just white text that read that. And that's all that it was. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> right. So internet sleuthers on 4chan were quick to download the image, and then they opened the image as a text file, which revealed a code in the text. It revealed a reference to Claudius Caesar and a series of letters and numbers. Okay. <laughs> this was the first 3301 puzzle, and it was probably the easiest one because cryptographic fiends around, you know, on 4chan were quick to know that the reference to Claudius Caesar meant that this was something called a Caesar cipher. Um, oh. which is a type of which is a type of cipher and sort of is a type of way of encrypting things that follows a certain code people are familiar with it they recognize it and so basically immediately they knew how to solve this puzzle okay oh wow okay now this puzzle of course when they solved it it led them to uh, I believe it was a website URL at this point point. Um, and it would just lead them to another cryptic message and another puzzle oh my gosh so someone just made this whole like treasure hunt of, of weird internet puzzles oh yeah oh. and each each oh, message 
message. Settlers love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Each message and puzzle that they uncovered and they eventually solved always ended with the same signature, and that was 3301. Um, okay. And solving some of these early ciphers, they would take them to website URLs. A, a couple of times it led to a phone number that you would call to get, like, the next clue. What? Um, until finally, after about four days of this, of going back and forth, there were probably about five different layers to the puzzle at this point. Puzzle solvers were led to a website with a message congratulating them for getting this far and to come back on January 9th, 5 p.m. UTC. The only <laughs> other thing on the website was a black and white image of a cicada. Oh. Pretty, pretty strange, pretty interesting. So January 9th, 2012 rolls around, 5 p.m. And the website is updated with a list of 16 coordinates. Oh, no. These coordinates were spread all across the world. They were in Whoa. Europe. They were in Asia. They were in Australia, South America. These They're everywhere. And when people followed the coordinates, they were led to a flyer that had nothing on it but the image of the cicada and a QR code. That's all that was on it. Just at this at this coordinate, people people just 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 going out, just like, okay, let's just go. And people following this puzzle, just like, all right, let's just go to these coordinates. And they go there and, and there's just a flyer up there. You know, like, I mean, what are, I mean, what? Like taped to a lamppost kind of flyer? Exactly. Like, and, oh. and there's pictures, there's pictures on, yeah, it's just straight up, just flyers, just like taped up, stapled up. And so it's just like, man, what if someone had torn these down or, or, or something? Or like, you know, just, just, just the odds of that, or, or who put them up? That's what's crazy. Yeah. I mean, who, who all put them the up world. all over yeah. the world? That's well, wild. It had to be like a consortium. Well, yeah. when you scan the QR code, it would take you to a new message and a new puzzle that needed to be solved. Now, okay. across the world, the QR codes, um, some of them were the same, but I think there was a couple of variations on them. Uh, there was two or three variations. Um, so basically, the QR codes would lead to sort of like a slightly different puzzle or something that was a little a little different than the other QR codes. Uh-huh. This is when it became apparent to a lot of these puzzlers that you can't just dive into these and solve these puzzles on your own. You had to work together on them. Um, so people Aww. had to share, you know, <laughs> people had to share, Aww, the, share the QR code in, in, their, in, their, in their country and so on and, and work together in these puzzles. And then this was also the moment when it became very apparent, as we've already pointed out, that this was not just some random person in their basement, in mom's basement yeah. or something, just making these puzzles that were based on esoteric knowledge and cryptography books, like, and just uploading it to 4chan. Like, this was so a, a real deal. Exactly. This was a concentrated effort by a group of people all over the world. What? Um, pretty pretty wild to think about and I, I, let's see I, I don't want to get ahead of myself okay you know, but but <laughs> I, I, don't. I i wish that i could go into like just the sheer variety of the puzzles that they created there's a whole wikipedia page for this stuff that goes through every single puzzle and every single step this stuff is bananas, you guys oh my gosh <laughs> my, my Sol- mind is blown solving these puzzles required such extensive knowledge and such a variety of things you had to know computer programming you had to know lat you had to recognize and know renaissance art and the artists behind them you had to know welsh poetry what? um and you had to of course know every cipher language basic no in order to solve these posts and um people oh, they're were looking wor- for a spy like they're looking it's, it, this is some like weird government shit they're looking for like secret service military people right maybe that's that was you know of course one of the sort of popular things sort of flying around was like you know what are these people after you know and that was one of the things like well is it some sort of spy agency that's looking to recruit you know is it some sort of like hacking group or something there are people who there are people who you know like when it when it got picked up by places like fox news and stuff you know there there are people out there like oh it's like a death cult or something like that Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) so no one knows at all what cicada 3301 is oh still but still there were thousands of people working together to solve these puzzles and with every puzzle that was solved the puzzle would just get more and more complex and eventually it would start to winnow out the people who were really dedicated to solve these puzzles you know you had to really stick with it they'd get harder and harder and then some people bow out and be like ah or this is never going to end this is all for Uh nothing or any number of reasons but the puzzle just get harder and harder to crack and fewer and fewer working on them getting that far into it Mm -hmm. a little over a month after that first post another post was made on a subreddit that was made by the cicada organization it was this random sub 
subreddit that someone stumbled across and found, but it had been created on the same date or maybe even before that the original puzzle was posted. So that led people to believe like, well, of course, this is legit. And this is by whoever created it because it, it predates or dates exactly to original puzzle. The message uh, was brief <laughs> and it was thanking everyone who had taken part, um, but they were letting the world know that we have found the individuals that we sought. What? So some people solved it. Some people did solve it. And he um, got recruited. Those those people who did solve it um, received an email directly from Cicada3301. And the email has, you know... It just says, lol, JK. Le- <laughs> the, the, the so email, you are smart. <laughs> yeah, you did it. Uh, great job. Uh, <laughs> the email, some people... The email, it's not confirmed that we know this is the email that winners got. Right. Some people think it's like leaked or something because most everyone who did solve the final puzzles went radio silent and to this day we don't what? Whoa, are you serious? know where they are or what they fully discovered. Now there was a 15 year old boy named Mark Warner I believe his name was and he did solve it at the age of 15 that first cicada puzzle. Damn. Um, and, he and now he's owns out- Mensa. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's out there still uh, he's still working on it to this day and we'll get to that but, uh, but he's out there still working on it. He claims that he's solved it but in all the interviews and stuff i've seen with him he doesn't seem to really like fess up to like you know i, I don't know like what happened after he solved like right. you know, what, what, you know it's, it still seems like he's like in on the mystery it seems he's become part of it cicada <laughs> had found the individuals that they saw it and uh and then they disappeared this was about a month after the first puzzle originated on 4chan and poof they were gone and it was like mid-february Whoa. so then we jumped to january 5th 2013 one year after the original puzzle was posted and a new message shows up on 4chan and it says hello again we're looking for more intelligent individuals and it was 2012 all over again (laughs) the puzzles started out more complex this time it involved everything from deciphering music like deciphering specific beats down in specific songs to 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 coordinate to certain ciphers uh, discovering a hidden twitter account that was again like the subreddit was dated to when the puzzle first appeared and it had just strings of code and text that did be deciphered and this time even it jumped into the dark web providing people onion addresses <gasps> that they needed to discover no. new clues that could not be read or viewed in a traditional browser like uh like a chrome or a safari or something whoa that's dark-sided <laughs> so again people were working together they were tracking down real world physical clues again and slowly they were winnowed away until a few winners emerged some aspects of the end of the 2013 test are still kind of unknown or under suspicion because again it's like you know it was another situation where like yeah they eventually quote-unquote solved it like you know they became difficult to get a hold of we're not mm-hmm. sure you know what necessarily happened with them and then i am vamping right now because i accidentally <laughs> closed a tab that i did um, <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> um so ah, shit that's not one um minus five points for vamping no uh-oh. damn it um, here it is here it is here it is okay so at the end of the 2013 puzzle it was yet another message and i am pulling it up right here right now and it said (laughs) congratulations your testing has finally come to an end we hope you've enjoyed the quote vacation over the last few weeks you will be very busy now should you choose to join us there are two final steps although there won't be any hidden codes or any secret messages or any physical treasure hunts the first of these is only honesty we have always been honest with you we shall continue to be honest with and we expect you honest with us return you have all wondered who we are and so now we shall tell you Ah. we're an international group we have no name we have no symbol we have no membership rosters we do not have a public website do not advertise ourselves we are a group of individuals who have proven ourselves much like you have by completing this recruitment test and we are drawn together by common beliefs a careful reading of the text using the context would have revealed some of these that tyranny and oppression of any kind must end that censorship is wrong and that privacy is an inalienable right we are not all things most people can get behind yeah (laughs) we are not a hacker group nor are we a wares group not engage in illegal activity nor do our members if you are engaged in any 
illegal activities, we ask that you cease any and all activities or decline the membership at don't. this time. <laughs> we hey, will not stop. Guys, don't. Stop. <laughs> we will not ask any questions if you decline. However, if you lie to us, we oh. will find out. Uh, okay. <laughs> you are undoubtedly wondering, what is it that we do? We are much like a think tank and that our primary focus is on researching and developing techniques to aid the ideas we advocate, which are liberty, privacy, and security. You have undoubtedly heard of a few of our past projects, and if you choose to accept membership, we are happy to have you on board to help future projects. They then provided an email address, a simple Gmail address. Okay. Um, that was <laughs> a simple Gmail. The the title of which is a, or the Gmail address is a, the title of which is a palindromic prime number one two three one five zero seven zero five one three two one. It's the same thing forwards and backwards. It's uh -huh. palindrome, and mm -hmm. they wanted you to email them with your with your responses to three questions three questions being do you believe that every human being has a right to privacy and anonymity and is within their rights to use tools which help obtain and maintain privacy do you believe the information that information should be free and do you believe that censorship harms humanity you look forward to hearing from 3001 and that okay. was the message <laughs> hello uh, <Marp>. <laughs> <laughs> actually i don't actually but... I don't. thanks so much for your time <laughs> so people the, the winners they they sent their info in to the encrypted address and and then again it, it was over and we have no idea what happened after that what? um we're uh, well it sounds I, like they're just out there thinking allegedly just out there thinking <laughs> allegedly yeah well january 2014 came around okay. sleuths were waiting for yet another sign of life from cicada and this time it did not come on january 5th 2014 but it came on january 6th 2014 the very next day um from a hidden from the hidden twitter account that they had found in the 2013 puzzle oh. and yet again it was happening again puzzle same score, same puzzle. exact thing three years in a row it was happening now the puzzle would continue like previous years and it would meet a similar end but by the time this third year had come around more people in the general public had started to recognize cicada 3301 news reports and articles would begin to deconstruct who or what the organization is it began to assign labels whether they were a hacker mm -hmm. group terrorist group international cabal of freedom killers there was no shortage of eeries everyone had this idea of what this freedom enigmatic <laughs> group was uh -huh. occasionally um hacker groups would strike and claim that they were cicada 3301 in an effort to boost their profile for sure um, of course which happened in 2015 when an organization hacked and attacked planned parenthood and then they were like we're cicada 3301 and then cicada 3301 put out a message one of the only times they've done this not related to the puzzles they put out messages like nah that wasn't us fuck off <laughs> um, sure sure wasn't but still uh, the new puzzle came and went and no one had any clear idea of who cicada was then in wow. mid 2014 they put out a book called the Lieber primus now this book okay. was the book's about 57 pages long and every single page is a coded cipher or image or some puzzle that needs to be solved as Whoa. of today uh as of july 5th 2021 only 17 pages of 57 pages deciphered whoa and it's not even like it's like 17 like random ass pages it's like oh well this one one must mean you know it's like no one is and people are still out there trying to crack the Libra primus and what this means whoa whoa this is the last thing cicada ever released primus was this they, book was this book well yeah because nobody solved it yet <laughs> yeah no one solved it now people uh, like two years after they put it out they did post another message they said that they said to ignore all the fakes and the imitations that the Libra primus is quote the way okay and it's been it's been five years now since that message and and the debate over the Libra Primus and its contents, it's still going on. And there's still people trying to solve it today. Whoa. And this is where we run up against the wall on our knowledge of Cicada 3301. You know, we don't really know who they are. We think we know what they stand for. Um, but do they even still exist? Did they ever really exist? And it's been <laughs> over two years now since we last deciphered a page of Libra Primus. <gasps> oh my god. So like people either like professionals or with this incredible interest in coding and decoding are just like going over and over and over this trying to figure it out because it's i mean i just looked it up so it looks like it's just like a book of runes and numbers yeah some 
some pages, the the early, like the first 20 pages, I think or so are made up of a lot of runes. And then occasionally there's like pictures and yeah, and yeah there's a, there's, it's, it's pretty wild. We don't know what it says, um, but there are cicada sleuths that are still out there and they're still working on it. They free node is a, uh, is a website or sort of service that uh, a lot of these people use and meet up on and still coordinate and try to decipher all those that are left primus trying to understand which what is it still is. like over 50 pages of it yeah there, well there's still <laughs> so if they've there's like 40 ish pages still to be deciphered yeah wow. um, so that's so wild to me because you would think that like once you cracked one it would then provide so many like with the limited things i know about like code breaking it's like you crack one part of it and that helps almost as like uh you know rosetta stone for like the next right. part and then the next uh-huh. part and but, yet but not in and this yet, yeah not yeah. in this it's some national treasure yeah. bullshit and i'm here for it yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It does rule very much. The impact that Cicada 3301 has had, I mean, no matter how how niche it was, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. I remember, this is my connection to the story, I remember being a student at Florida State University in 2012, and I saw the Cicada flyer posted on a wall near my dorm Whoa. building. And I had no idea what it was. Um, I don't remember fully, I think, because it wasn't one of the coordinates where, the, where they were posted. So someone had recreated it and put it up. And I saw it there. And I remember I took a picture of it, and uh, and I and that night, I, me and my some of my friends, we hung out and we dived down the rabbit hole on YouTube and like started learning all this stuff. It was Whoa. it was wild, you know. Mysteries like that are so compelling, especially when to this day we don't know the end of them or what the oh, goal of yeah. them was. And we don't know if the mystery of Cicada 3301 will ever be solved, but there is one thing that I do know, and that's yeah. this year and the year 2021, mainly in the areas of uh, of Middle America, the state of New York, Brood X will be emerging, and cicadas <laughs> are taking flight right now, because that's about now that they come out. Whoa. So yeah, just to take it back around to something that had no real uh, narrative relevance. <laughs> But, uh, but there you go. <laughs> so please tell I me, what it. was this movie connection? Oh, so I'm sorry. So the movie connection, I, I watched a, a movie this morning. It came out in March of this year. It's called Dark Web Cicada 3301. It is a, it bills itself as a comedy <laughs> thriller. Oh, good. Oh, good. It stars, uh, the, the biggest name in it is it stars Ron Funches in a side character role. If you guys know Ron Funches, he's a... Uh, uh, I do. Uh, he's, he's a side character in it, but uh, it was directed by i believe he also may have wrote the script and he is in it uh by an alan richson um who uh is of laser an, team fame of laser team <laughs> of blue mountain state he was raphael oh, wow. and the teenage Mutant ninja turtles he directed it and he plays a side character in it i powerful will say if you're curious about my take on the movie you can check out my letterbox review um i don't want to <laughs> uh disparage or encourage keep you on your toes um anyone <laughs> <laughs> you monster. <laughs> um. Amazing. Chelsea, have you been entertained? I have been entertained. <laughs> Despite you the, know? Threat, the immediate threat of wasp. Wasp and like tummy troubles. Like, God, it's been a fucking night. It's been a night. It's well, been a night. Would you care to award scores and crown your winner of the episode? I'd love to. Oh my I'd god. I'd fucking love to. Wow. Can I tell you? <laughs> Please. So let's start with Eleanor's because she sure did start first. Correct, yeah. I would say, first of all, I loved just like the sheer audacity of this man. <laughs> yep. So mm-hmm. we're gonna start with seven points for the audacity. Thank and you. And then and then on a more sincere note, I some of my absolute favorite what topics from anyone, including myself, are <laughs> when you find something that we're not quite sure. And by we, I mean, I guess whoever's listening, you're never quite sure if it's like actually a real story or if it's coming from fiction. Like there's so many things mm-hmm. I think we don't even realize until we start talking about them that you're like, wait, is this? Hang on. Wait, but- <laughs> wait, is Mulan real? Or like the one that I said, like I was like, it was King Arthur like an like obviously I know probably it's not completely accepted that King Arthur was like magic but I was like was there an actual yeah. King Arthur and this legend was like right. about this king or is he like completely fictitious yeah and so I love stories when like we're kind of getting into that and you brought mm-hmm. that so that's going to be thank like you. another five points fabulous thank you I am going to have to take off three points for like no like squid face and <laughs> I know that you 
looked for it and I appreciate that. It was on my list. And it was on your list. And the thing is also, it feels like yours was maybe the easiest to like do a Titanic tie-in and you just oh, didn't quite that's reach true. for that. That is true. Uh, so I'm going to take away another two points, but then here's wow. the thing, Eleanor. Yeah. Here's the thing, Eleanor. Yeah. I know what you're going through today. <laughs> okay. Because I was at your party yesterday. Yeah. And I too am also such as going through that. Yes. And I just think that that's so brave. Thank you. Of you. And so I'm going to give you another six points. <gasps> for bravery? Hey. For bravery. Oh my gosh. So then that. For just like the power. For like the power that takes. For, thank you so much. I appreciate you seeing that. We um, love yeah, a brave storyteller. For you. That's going to put me on a lucky number 13. Oh my God. So lucky. Tino. Charles. My Kino. Okay. I, like I said, I held a cicada at a party uh, and I took a photo <laughs> of it, of me holding it. And I was like, this is the bravest man I ever knew because I was drunk. And I posted that and my mom was like, I don't understand this at all. And I was like, God, mom. Uh, and so for that, I'm going to give you six points. <laughs> Clear. All right. Oh, also, excellent. Yeah. Cicada 3301 is something that I have like seen mentioned online several times. And I've always been like, someday, someday I'm going to have like a, just a chill Sunday and I'm going to like look into this. <laughs> and I never have, but you did it for me. So I'm going to give you another five points for that. Cause I think that's pretty sick. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think it is a little sus that they came out and they're like, their explanation was both weirdly reminiscent of anonymous, but then they were also like, no, no, no. Like we're actually really nice. And like our big thing is like, we don't, we like, we're like no meanies. And so like, <laughs> if you email us and like promise you're not a meanie, then like we'll work together <laughs> to me. Like that's either so embarrassing or it's just not like, this is like not really what happens because how could you be this smart to like make these complicated like uh codes but also not realize like the ultimate paradox of like the exact people that you want to keep out are the people who will just be like yeah i'm not a meanie yeah i'm not like, yes. nobody's gonna be like oh i hate lying to these people about how much i hate like democracy <laughs> and human freedom i uh, love so, the invasion of privacy if i could so I found make that a little trite if i could make a brief <laughs> counterpoint they did say oh, if you lie we will find out that's true you know what they did give like a little threat yeah which is why i think they're lying and i think they're doing like more serious stuff than That's just fair. like oh we're like figuring it out we're just we're nice. figuring uh, it out still, it still kind of feels like your fault though colton yeah oh like you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> not at all <laughs> <laughs> No, you did such a great job. I this is the thing is like I feel for you specifically for some reason I feel bad just taking points away from you, but I do know that it is like the format. Sure. Uh, so I will say that I do have to get I do have to take away uh two points for the each of the minutes that you spent vamping because she would love that. That's I'll fair. give you back. I'll give you back three boy three points because we're you know we're just a couple southern boys together. Hey. You and me, we'll always have that connection. You talk always. about big tree. I love big tree. I miss big shady tree. Oh yeah, I think about big shady tree all the time. Louisiana, Florida, the they're not the same, but they're both gross. No, they're they're both <laughs> gross. Yeah, they're both swampy, gross messes. They're both gross, and they're both bad at basic education. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and they're both sticky and bad. But you know what? But when you want to go get fucked up on spring break, where do you go, baby? <laughs> Back to us, baby. <laughs> Back home, baby. It's true. So, it's true. Well, that's so 12 that's three points, points for, you. for Team Wildcard. Nice. Amazing. Amazing story, Colton. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for Thank joining you. us. Always love being here. Chelsea, where can people find you? People can find me at Chelsea Harfush on Twitter, Instagram. If you put Chelsea Harfush in TikTok, you'll find it, even though that's not my name there. Just basically wherever internets are sold, you know? Pretty much wherever internets are sold. Yes. And Colton, what's the link to that letterbox, my dude? Um, so my username on letterbox is just my name, Colton, C-O-L-T-O-N. Um, wow. Because I'm, I'm cool like that. I was, I, was able to, I was able to snag it. Um, but, He's uh, snagging. But yeah, just go to letterbox, look up colton my profile icon is a picture is a is a painting of me sitting on a bench with kermit the frog oh hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode and catch us next week and in the meantime i don't know maybe go learn something
you're gonna want to get out there you're gonna want to keep it loose keep it tight and unlike captain von hendrick durgen schmertz you're gonna want to say your prayers at night i'm just seeing your review of baby mama mediocre follow-up to baby driver oh yeah that's like one of my most liked reviews on letterbox <laughs>